0: are you i'm good um man uh this is the shlomo franklin show this is your host karen kanapalu filling in for shlomo today he just didn't feel like doing the show um i'm so i'm so thrilled uh i played my first gig yesterday or the day before when you're hearing this um saturday i drove up to livingston manor the catskills just a few exits past, um, my farm where I grew up hometown and played at Catskill Brewery. Okay. I I love it there. I've played there many times, but it's been obviously a very, very long time. This is my first gig since COVID. Now during last summer, I played a gig in a field for some farm thing, but this is the first, like feels just like a post COVID gig. And, um, I, I, I can't, I want to try to tell you how much fun I had without being indulgent but I think you'll I think you'll find this interesting because brewery brewery gigs when you're playing at a brewery brew brewery Jesus oh my goodness how do you say that um, I, I just woke up, it's, 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 uh, it's the morning, I haven't had coffee, I have to hit the road soon, and I rehearsal tomorrow for a festival, and then, cause I'm leaving for a month, I'm going to Montana with my dad, maybe I'll tell you about that later, so, anyway, um, I played at Catskill Brewery, it's my first gig back, and it was so exciting, cause I had to, like, remember songs, I had to, like, prepare songs, I did some, like, I didn't do any new songs that I wrote, like, in the past year, um, I still want to let let them sort of age like cheese or fine wine. But I I did just songs that, you know, maybe older ones that I just like under, you know, just never like played live or just kind of forgot about. So it was really fun. I took the opportunity. Anyway, so brewery gigs are tough because you are, your job is not to like command anybody's attention. Your job is not to give a show. It's not a show. It's a gig. It's not a show. It's a gig. There's a big difference. A gig is something you pick up to make a couple of bucks and have an all have, have a good time, you know? A show is where you really are putting forth what it is that you do best, okay? Now, of course, there's a lot of crossover, but sometimes um, there's, you know, you do something and it's one thing and you do something and it's another thing, okay? So, um with this with this gig mm. Oh, uh, by the way, I'm playing my Gibson LGO today. Uh, this is the $400 guitar that I bought from some guy right at the beginning of COVID um, in Rhode Island. So thank you, buddy. I'm, uh, I'm playing it all the time, putting it to good use. So, um, a, a brewery gig. Your job is not to command attention or give a show. Your job is to be part of like the vibe or the aesthetic of the brewery. Okay. Now, the reason why I don't mind it is because breweries pay musicians very well. Okay. They pay no-name musicians like myself extremely well. Um, it's it's they're they're pretty aware of what they're asking of a musician. They're asking you to play for two, three, four hours sometimes. Uh, to an audience that is not there for you, and it's just not that audience's job to give you anything to pay attention to. It's just not their job. your, Your job as a musician is to just add to the vibe so that maybe you end up for three seconds in someone's Instagram story and that the brewery could say, we have live music today, okay? And the people go like, ooh, there's live music, let's go, and then they go and they bring their family, their friends, their partner, whatever it is, and um, and they buy beer and maybe there's a taco truck and it's lovely. It's a beautiful environment if you're there if you're just like acknowledging exactly what it is, okay? It really is an awesome thing. Uh, but like any other human being, I'm prone to cynicism, okay? so when i when I booked this this gig and saw it coming up, I was just like made a mental note of just like you're so you're so damn lucky to be able to do this and Um, I don't know. I I just genuinely felt so excited to do it, okay? So I prepped, prepped a bunch of songs. I made a set list. I never do that. Because I just wanted to, like, have a list of songs that I have in my brain. Because I forgot so many over the year. I just kind of let them, I put them to rest, you know? Um, Put them down. And I I didn't want to do any new songs that I wrote during COVID. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Gonna gonna let those things um, age. Okay, so... When I first of all it was really fun of just like do I have the right equipment I bought I bought some new guitar cables, guitar capos, new guitar picks it was just like exciting like I I'm gonna reinvest in this thing you know it's I'm moving because the whole year it's just been like I, I guess I've done some videos on YouTube but for the most part it's just been for me you know or for for my partner or whatever like it's for a couple of friends it's not been this thing that I just showed to strangers like hey stranger, check out the song I wrote. Uh, about someone I met once. Do you like it? Oh, you don't? Oh, man. What am I doing? My parents were right. Should have gotten that college degree so I could blow my brains out in a cubicle. Okay, so... I'm just kidding. Um, I like cubicles. And uh, I won't do that. I don't want to. I'm very, very, very happy to be here. Jesus. Oh my God. It's early. Okay. So, um, get there and Catskill Brewery. It's beautiful. It's in Livingston Manor. It's on the river. And, um, I love the area. Okay. Close to my hometown. So I set up and that's just exciting. i mean just setting up and I, I, again, I made sure beforehand to just like, just be grateful for this gig. And I, I, it wasn't that hard, because I, I was just genuinely super grateful for the gig. So I start playing, and what I did was, usually when I play at these things, I usually, like, I just kind of retreat into myself. Because your job is to be background music, I let myself sort of fade into the background. And I'm very shy, I get very, like, uh, you know, socially anxious, and I just don't, I don't talk to anyone certainly not, you know, while I'm playing, I don't really interact because that's just not my job. Whereas in when it's my gig, I mean, I, 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 give a full show, I go nuts up, up on stage and I, I tell stories, I ramble, I, I have fun. I play with the audience. Like that's a whole different thing. Cause that's a show, but at gigs, when your job is to be the background music, like I kind of just lean into that. Okay. But I made sure to just like, I just said hello to everyone. Like, so I'd just be playing a song, and a couple of people would, like, you know, walk in, and I was playing in this tent. And, you know, after the song, I'd just be like, hey, uh, you know, i just introduce myself, ask them their names, and maybe ask them where, where they're from, and just chit-chat. And I just kept it very casual. So I kept it super casual and hadn't... I. I again, I just, I had an awesome time. Like, I had so much fun. I, I played songs, and I gave it my all. There was a moment, because uh, people sort of come in waves, and there was a moment where there was like, uh, you know, there wasn't too many people there. Um, or there were, but they were like, you know, not not where the, where I was playing. And I just like kept, I was playing like I was I was giving a show for, for a million people. Like, I had, I it was just because I was like having a blast. I felt so lucky to just be out and about playing my songs, and um, again, this is, this is probably going to be a bit of a cheesy episode because i, I was just purely grateful, just so damn grateful. And then um, the one of the people that worked there, he was like, "Oh, we're playing a festival together." I was like, "Oh, cool. What band are you in?" He's like, "The Nude Party." He's like, "I love your band. I, like, I love the Nude Party. Check out, check out. Um, they have some great songs. Um, they opened for the Arctic Monkeys last year. Like, they're they're no joke." Um And they're – so got to chit-chat with him a bit. Um And, again, like – so thank you so much to the Catskill Brewery. They took such good care of me. Like, they took such good care of me. Um, paid me well. Sent me home with a growler of beer and then more beer. And while I was there, they gave me beer and tacos and I, I – free tacos. I mean, it was amazing. I felt, it's like, Oh, this is why I do it. Yes. I'll take the free tacos. I got there and took the free tacos. And then before I left, I got more free tacos. They were so damn good. Um, and I, again, I loved it. And I, you know, if you're happy to be there, people just feel you. And I spoke to a bunch of people and people like followed me on stuff. And you know, um, uh, one guy, uh, was really cute. He got mad at me cause I don't have like my name on anything. on like any, I have, I have these stickers, but I don't even have my name on it he's like what are you doing I'm like I know I'm working on it man oh man so yeah I just I had such a great time I loved playing Um, I loved being there and then right as I was leaving these people showed up they're like oh man you're done we came just for you so um, it was cute it was like uh, I guess I don't know young 40s kind of couple, you know, like a couple with kids. And the mom was really cute. She's like, I stalk you on Instagram, whatever. Um, she's like, I don't know how I found you. I'm like, yeah, I don't know how you found me. It's insane. Um, but she was really sweet. So I, I, I took the guitar back out and, and came to their table and sang them a song there. Um, and, uh, I hope, I hope that, uh, I don't know. I enjoyed it. I hope they did too. Anyway, um, here's, here's, uh, I played a couple of covers, um, not too many. Again, I don't, I'm not too good at singing other people's songs. Um, I like, I prefer my own, but this is a, this is a, this song's dynamite. So, um, here, this is Big Thief, um, their song, Mary. Burn up with
1: the water floods around the plains, planets in a rose, who knows what they contain, and my brain is like an orchestra playing on insane. Silence. The needle stopped the kicking. The clothespins on the floor, and my brain is playing hide and seek. Wait and count to four. Will you kiss me like you, you kissed me, and I'll never ask for more. What did you tell me, Mary, when you were there? So sweet and very full of field stars you carried all of time. In heavens, when you looked at me, your eyes were like machinery. Your hands were making artifacts in the corner of my mind. Monastery, monochrome, boom, balloon machine and all. Diamond rings and gunner bones marching up the mountain. With our aching planet High and smiling Cheap, drinking, dark and violent Full of butterflies the Violent tenderness The sweetest island The fine, is fortified We felt on focus feed the line The sugar rush The constant hush The pushing up The water gush The marching band When April and May June Bugs fly Push your old gin Jacob with your tired Wiry brandy look Here we go around Mary your famous storybook We overcome the sirens We look both left and right And I can feel the numbness Accompany my plight And I know that someday soon I'll see you you used to in those january nights what did you tell me mary when you were there so sweet and very full of field and stars you carried all of time oh in heavens when you looked at me your eyes were like machinery your hands were making artifacts in the corner of my mind Monastery, monochrome, boom, boom, machine and all Diamond rings and gutter bones Marching up the mountain with our inking planet. Smiling, cheap, drinking dark and vile, full of butterflies, the violent tenderness, the sweetest asylum, the clay you find is fortified. Felt on focus, fade the line, the sugar rush, the constant hush, the pushing up, the water gush, the marching band, when April and May June bugs fly, push your old gin Jacob with your tired wiry brandy look. Here we go round Mary in your famous storybook. Oh oh oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh
0: oh oh All right um uh, it's morning so I'm singing like uh, like a frog but but here's the thing here's the thing first of all um I was upstate the other day, uh, hanging out with some friends, and over at Arrowwood Farms in Accord, New York. Um, also a really good brewery, and there were frogs singing in the in the in the pond, um, and uh, they they sounded really pretty. So, you know, you know, next time someone tells me I'm singing like a frog, I'll be like, thank you very much. so uh in a few weeks i'm going to montana now i'm going with my dad my old man um montana he lived in montana for many years he lived out in the middle of nowhere built himself a cabin lived you know what people now call off the grid um you know it's almost become like fashionable uh lately um but he you know he wanted to sort of escape the world and just live amongst nature and live under the stars and live like a mountain man and he went to University of Montana, and he, he bought this small ranch um, uh, not too far from Big Fork, you know, somewhere in Kalispell. And he built himself a cabin. And so growing up, growing up, Montana was always this, um, this, like, this mythical homeland, you know? It was almost like it was where I was from. You know, he'd sing... Oh, give me a home where the buffalo
1: roam Where the deer and the antelope play Where seldom is heard a discouraging word And the skies aren't cloudy all day Home, home on the range
0: And so on, you know we'd sing that as kids and, um, we'd sing that as kids and always felt like it was about where I was from. And I had these two conflicting narratives cause I was Jewish. I was ultra Orthodox. I was this little Hasidic kid and we were from, you know, we were from like, um, you know, Judea, we were from Israel, we were from the desert, we were from Egypt and, and all that. So that was like the sort of, you know, um, That was the religious narrative. But then my personal private religion was we were from Montana. So my dad left, you know, many years ago and, you know, a bit after he married my mother and, you know, moved up to the Catskills and bought a farm and sort of built his own little life there, built a cabin there. um, And, you know, got a couple of cows, a couple of sheep, and that's what he's been doing ever since. And he's never been back to Montana. So I think, you know, he just turned 70, um, I'm the youngest, I'm 25, he just turned 70. And I, I guess he feels, you know, he's still strong, I mean, he's a lot stronger than me. He's been, like, you know, shoveling cow poop for, for a long time. Chopping down trees and, you know, building fences and building barns and houses and stuff. So he's a, he's a very, very strong man, you know, he could definitely outdo me in push-ups, like, for sure, um, but I guess he feels, you know, he's 70, he's not getting any younger, and he still has the strength to, you know, run up and down in the foothills and, um, you know, mess around in the Rockies and go backpacking. And um, and I'll, also, I'm moving. Um, I'm moving away from New York. Um, I'll tell you about that another time. Um, but... I think, you know, there's almost this slight sense of urgency, which is really beautiful. And I've been wanting to do this. We've been talking about doing it for years. Like, let's go to Montana for the summer. Let's go to Montana, you know. So it's finally happening. Um, And to say I'm excited is an understatement. To say I'm nervous is also an understatement. He's he's, adorable. He's watching all these, like, van life, you know, how to turn your pickup truck into, like, you know, that you could live in it. And he's, he's cute. He's just watching all these like van life YouTubers, and he's like, hey, "Here, check this guy I'm Like, you know, um, so he's decking out his pickup truck uh, so that it could fit like two beds. And um, I don't know if you've ever seen those things, but you get a big a big cover on the back, and not like a not like a camper, you know, not like a little giant thing, but just a regular camper, almost like a mechanic would have a regular cover, and a little cab in the back, and. You know, using plywood and two by fours, you sort of set up these different platforms and where under it you keep storage and then it folds out. And, you know, basically it's just like how to optimize the back, uh, a pickup truck bed so that, you know, maybe one or two people could sleep in there. And if you want to winterize it, you know, you could do that as well. And then, um, and we're getting all this like, you know, camp, not camping gear because we have camping gear, we're getting all this like, um, you know, how to live in your car. It's really exciting. Um, so, you know, I'm going to live with him and his dog um, who I love, but like, you know, uh, she's a bit of a nightmare. She's a lot of energy and um, I don't know how I'm going to, it's like, it's like living in a one bedroom, you know, um, no smaller living, like living in a broom closet and not a one bedroom. Cause that indicates like there's a kitchen too and a living room and a bathroom. It's like living in literally one room with a person and a dog. Um, so it'll be tricky, but I'm very excited. And you know, we're, we're, uh, for his birthday, I got him a, a map of, of Montana, like an old map. And, you know, we've been, we've been just mulling over these maps and like, you know, where we're going to go, go to Wyoming, the Badlands, go up here, and check this out and go to this part. And it's so exciting. And some of it is him, you know, going back to all his old, old haunting grounds and, you know, a bit of it will be new for him, but I'm trying to get him to do as much that he's already done. Just so he could show me and, you know, sort of give me the memories and, Um, he's got incredible stories from living out there. You know, he, uh, he learned a lot of the Native American languages and lived with them and learned from them. And, you know, and he's a wildlife biologist. He was working, he worked for the government for a bit and did a lot of studies and, um, you know, has a very, very deep, deep and intimate relationship with that land. Um, I want to sing you a song now, okay? Uh, let's try this. Um, this is a song by Bob Dylan. It's called One Too Many Mornings. And here we go, okay?
1: Down the street, the dogs are barking And the day is getting dark As the night comes in falling All the dogs will lose their bark And the silent night will shatter From the sounds inside my mind I'm just one too many mornings And a thousand miles behind From the crossroads of my doorstep My eyes, they start to fade As I turn my head back into the room my love, and I have laid. And I gaze back to the street, all the sidewalks and the signs. And I want too many mornings and a thousand miles behind. Oh, it's a restless, hungry feeling. That don't mean no one no good when everything I'm saying. You can say it just as good, you're right from your side, I am right from mine, and I'm just one too many mornings, and a thousand miles behind.
0: Isn't that a sweet song? Man, good job, Bobby. Um, oh, God, I can't believe I just said that. Oh, Bobby. You know what that reminds me of? Um, um, reminds me of in that No Direction Home documentary when Dave, Dave Van Ronk, um, an older version of Dave Van Ronk, is talking about Bob Dylan, and he calls him Bobby. <laughs> and he laughs like me. <laughs> Man, you know what I think? Uh, I think that we're losing good laughs, Like laughter, like people don't laugh like they used to. Like everyone used to have just these wacky. Everyone sounded like a pirate when they laughed. I think that I don't know if it's the internet or selfie. Like people are too self-conscious or they're too self-aware. People are not laughing like just you know their like tongues are drooping out and you know I think that we got to bring back just weird insane laughter. You know I, I hate when people apologize for their laugh. Like are you kidding? it's the most beautiful part of you laughter is so human you know you don't see you don't see no um no raccoons laughing um, does any other animal laugh i know animals sound like sound like they li- like loons if you're on a lake in that Adirondacks and you hear those loons in the middle of the night it's creepy as hell cuz it sounds like they're laughing man there's nothing else like that Um, So I just want to thank Catskill Brewery again uh, for taking such good care of me. I felt so great. I had such an awesome time. I met some real, just the sweetest people. again, it's so cool because the people that end up there, like one guy is just a local fisherman. Then you have like, you know, the gay couple from the city that just bought a house and just there's, it's really beautiful. Um, I think that, you know, breweries bring a lot of money into the local economy um, and, a lot of times, I mean, there's many, many breweries and cider, cider places. What do you call those? Cider mills? No, I don't know. Where they make hard cider? Cider brewery? Ah, what the hell? Um, you know, and they're they've got them in these old farms that you know maybe used to be a dairy farm, and then they turn the cow pasture into uh, orchards, um, and then they have a tasting room, and people come up, and this is the new life of you know the farm because the American dairy farm is dying. In case. You didn't know. Because um, I think we get all our milk and powder for from New Zealand. Um, and there's these giant, you know, corporate farms in Texas that have, like, you know, millions of cows. Like, the biggest farm in Sullivan County, where I'm from, uh, up in the Catskills, is, like, you know, uh, maybe a thousand cows. Um, and that's a lot. Like, that's a lot of cows. Like, growing up, we had, like, 30 cows. You know, we were a tiny farm. Still are. But... Um, that's a lot of freaking cows. So, you know, but these, these corporate farms have millions of cows and they all, whatever they, anyway, I I don't, I know a lot about it, but it, it just, it, it gets me all pissed off, um, because, uh, farming is a very, very beautiful thing. Um, it, uh, just the tradition of farming. I mean, I, again, of course I'm biased and I, I, grew up going to these farms that were all three generation farmers and you'd, you'd see the old man and maybe he was, Still, you know, working the machinery and milking the cows, and but you know, it was like mostly his his son or daughter were running the farm, and maybe one of their kids was into it as well. Um, so breweries are just good, and they're good for us musicians. Like I'm just so grateful. So thank you so much, Catskill Brewery. I love it there. Their bears and their beer is awesome. It's really really good. Um, in fact, there was like a while there where I where I was just like really not into IPAs, and they got me back into IPAs and. Um, But they really make the best stuff. Um, So thank you, Cassie. Thank you, Austin at Casco Brewery. Um, I'm playing uh, Friday. I want to say it's June 18th at Threefold Cafe um, in Chestnut Ridge, New York. Uh, If you want to come to that, it'll be a free show. Really, really good food. Um, That'll be a fun thing. And then I'm playing at Flea Valley Music Festival on August uh, 14th, I believe. It's either the 14th or the 16th um august 14th um that's going to be a full band show um in fact i'm rehearsing with my band today um for for that gig um uh, because like i said i'm going to, i'm going to be away for the month of july um, we'll see what i'm gonna do with the podcast and there's definitely gonna still be episodes um, either i'm gonna pre-record it or i'm gonna try hopefully this will be really cool if there's enough service to just um do field recordings and sort of keep you updated on my trip as i travel through uh across the country and through montana um so i'll let you know about that but august 14th there's still tickets available flea valley music festival um i'm playing with my band uh the nude party incredible rock and roll band open for the arctic monkeys and jack white really really great band if they open for nobody they'd still be just super super worth um coming for and then the bones of jr jones um who's a great musician um uh, a buddy of mine from upstate like photographed him and he had like a really cool uh, – like a vintage Pendleton wool jacket. So I reached out to him like, hey uh, – well, I didn't know it was Pendleton. I was like, what is that? I like it. Um, yeah, Because I like like wool jackets from the 40s. Anyway, yeah, I'm weird. So COVID was rough on everyone. So, um, uh, So he's playing. Uh, which was great, you know. Um, and my buddy Maria, who's running the festival, is just doing a super impressive job. Like, um, really, really cool to watch. Um, again, like, I get really inspired by people who execute their visions and well, and you know, with with conviction and passion, and but also like professionalism and order and. Um, So I'm very, very excited for that. I know it's just going to be incredible, and I'm very, very happy and lucky to be a part of it. Anyway, uh, I'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, I appreciate you. Make sure to give. I think the five-star review is important on the Apple podcast. I don't know. Anyway, what the hell. All right. God love you. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.